0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Bid podcast. Hello. We're here for episode four. Four, I think.
1: Yeah. Four or five if you include the uh, three cameras video, which we're going to be answering a question about later.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, I guess those those videos kind of turned out kind of like podcasts, didn't they? They were like the uh, alpha versions
1: of this right. podcast. We so.
0: definitely did more like editing and cutting and all that stuff, but in a lot of ways it was just kind of our opinion talking about stuff, so...
1: Indeed.
0: All right. So um, what are we talking about today? Well, um, first thing is I wanted to do a little bit of follow-up from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we did a lot of talking as well, as I listened back to that podcast. We did a lot of talking about um, Luminar and Luminar AI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I I feel like we kind of used those um, interchangeably a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um So I just wanted to just clarify that I do use Luminar 4, which is a raw processing program. Mm. And um, that Luminar AI is a completely separate program Mm. that does AI editing. So it's not a raw processing. I mean, it is a raw processing program, but it's not like... Um, Luminar four is more of a, of a Lightroom replacement Mm -hmm. photo editor, kind of a Lightroom Photoshop hybrid. It has AI functions in it. Like it has sky replacement and, uh, some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to clarify that I do use that program. I have not used Luminar AI, so we kind of used it interchangeably and I feel like it could have gotten a little bit confusing for some people out there. So
1: yeah, I'd, um, how do you, do you get them separately? Like, do you purchase them separately? Yes, or do you? yeah, they're okay. totally
0: separate programs. I feel like Skyloom, the company that does it, should have come up with a new name. It's very confusing. Mm. A lot of people thought that this Luminar AI is an update to Luminar. I know there's going to be a Luminar 5 at some point, probably next mm-hmm. year. Um, but uh, anyway. I think so it
1: we- kind of supports our argument that they're different. Uh, that they have two different programs. It's like they want you to have a program where you can't do the AI stuff, kind of. Right, right, um, exactly. So you can almost say, oh, I didn't use that program to do this or whatever. I think they know some people won't want that features and some people do. Mm. So I think it's it's an interesting statement that they didn't just pile it in to Luminar 4. Right,
0: yeah. And um, also, I should clarify that there has been some media that's been very a uh, pro luminar AI. I said that there was some universal painting and that's not totally true. A very popular YouTube channel. um Tyler Stallman. He made oh, a video very much excited about it. He feels like it's going to be such a time saver, which, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but you know, in anyway, what, what particular areas? I didn't think? watch the whole video. So, and, oh, okay. and I don't also don't want to get too much in the weeds. Like if you want to hear our opinions on luminar AI, please just listen to last week's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, um, but I, I, you know, I didn't watch it. I probably should have, but, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, his, his his headline was that it's going to save him a whole bunch of time, which, you know, I guess someone who creates as much media as Tyler Stallman, maybe it is, maybe that is a place, an area that we didn't really talk about that, uh, that oh, yeah. it, it has a place. So, I
1: mean, once again, it's that kind of, it's that zone where you're not necessarily doing photography exactly. In the way that we do, like landscape photos, like this piece back right. here, yeah, exactly. It's it, much it immediately more. becomes more useful. But right. the other things we're going to kind of go over this week. Uh, the big thing is uh, brand loyalty.
0: Oh, we'll interesting talk about that. Well, yeah, and we should also mention that we uh, we did get out to the mountains this week.
1: Oh yeah, we did. We went to uh, the Maroon Bells.
0: We went out. We actually <laughs> we went out on election day, we which did. is kind of funny. Um, it was kind of the the day that worked on our schedules. We'd already voted, so if you're asking, if you're mm-hmm. you know, if you if you're wondering, if you're wondering, we already voted, and uh, so we got up at midnight in Colorado Springs, drove there, shot sunrise, and then and then drove back. Mm-hmm. So it was a, kind of a crazy day, but it, uh, was it was a lot of fun. It was nice to get back into the mountains.
1: And I got to use a uh, I got to use the Ninja. It's the Ninja Five right?
0: Ninja five, Ninja V, like
1: somewhat interchangeable, somewhat
0: interchangeable. Yeah. I got
1: to use that for the first time. It's actually my first time using an external monitor recorder, the whole thing. Right. What did you think? Interesting. It's definitely more, um, it's more clumsy to just move around with it. It's very top heavy, um, especially on the EOS R Mm. that being said, uh, overall, I'd say I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't want to hike around with it necessarily like if we were gonna hike five or ten miles somewhere i don't mm. know if i'd want it on there or not but um uh overall i enjoyed it I, l- I think the footage looks nice i haven't got a chance to dig into it all the way but i may do a video about um the eosars 1080p 8-bit 4k and then the 10-bit 4k at some point just a short little thing showing the differences yeah but when this video comes out it'll be a mix of all three of those <laughs>
0: yeah uh-huh. no that that's kind of interesting, so yeah um, you know it'd probably be a few weeks before we actually get the video of our of our trip out mm-hmm. but um Indeed. yeah it should be a lot of fun yeah. um okay, well, I think that we can kind of jump into our our main topic, which Toby already mentioned is is brand loyalty, and this is something that we've been it's you know some we're photographers and we also mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff in the outdoors, and brands are a huge um a huge part of that. A huge part of that. Like, there's there's outdoor brands, there's camera mm-hmm. brands, there's, um, there's so
1: much equipment involved.
0: Yeah, technology brands. So mm-hmm. um, we wanted to talk about it because there's there's pros and cons, at least the way we see it, with mm-hmm. with brand loyalty and fanboyism and like mm-hmm. a lot of um, stuff. Like, for instance, just yesterday. So I kind of follow all the major camera brand. News websites, right? Mm-hmm. Aggregates or whatever you call. Yeah. And um, Sony Alpha rumors posted an article talking about how much Sony as a company has grown versus that Canon as a company had decreased. Mm. And to me, it's such an example of just pure fanboyism. That, mm. like, I mean, it was it was you know borderline shameful in some ways because it's just like. First off, Canon is primarily a imaging, you know, camera imaging company. Like they mm-hmm. make printers and, and medical stuff. Um, Sony just released the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even in the same thing. Sony makes smartphones. Sony makes televisions. Sony makes computers. Mm-hmm. They have a movie studio that they own.
1: They do, yeah.
0: But he posted this article as just kind of like this, ha-ha, look at this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's it's ridiculous. And he mentions down at the bottom, like, well, they're not even really the same thing. He just thought it was interesting. But like, it's just what was the point? What was he trying to accomplish other than just like, we're better than you, blah, blah, mm-hmm. you know?
1: And there's so much of that. There's we're so much of that, the, yeah. In the camera industry. And funnily enough, I mean, we've definitely switched around between brands a lot. We have. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever Locked in on a specific brand. Sony's been the thing I've continuously come back to, oftentimes almost begrudgingly, which kind of goes against the brand loyalty thing. Right. Kind of slightly frustrated sometimes, like, oh, Sony just has the features that I have to have, not necessarily what I want or the handling that I want and stuff. Right. So it's definitely an interesting balance when it takes a lot more mental energy to not be brand loyal because like when I think about my computer purchases it's just when this computer dies or whatever it's what Mm. what apple computer am I going to buy next and that's the brand I'm most loyal to
0: interesting Um, well right and I think that kind of that kind of can lead into one of the main pros is that it's an ecosystem mm -hmm. right I, I mean being loyal to a brand you buy into an ecosystem of things that play well together mm-hmm. and you know the, the sum is greater i mean the the um yeah the sum is greater than the the the, the parts. individual parts or whatever mm-hmm. that's that saying is i can't think right now so like um and apple is a great example of this because mm-hmm. you know everything plays so well together like if you have a mac computer mm-hmm. and an iphone and an Apple Watch, and AirPods. Mm-hmm. Like, they all play. And, in, you know, an iPad. Neither of us actually have iPads, interestingly enough. I do
1: have a work one I use quite a bit.
0: But, oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um,
1: but, yeah, they do all play really well together. Even, And it just removes some mental decision um, fatigue with that. Right, because yeah. Because there's so much mental decision fatigue I get from camera equipment, um, mm-hmm. from mixing and matching all sorts of things i mean we've always been kind of pushed things to the limit with camera gear Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and i think that there's some places where it has to give because i think if i spent the same amount of money as i spent on my macbook on a home built pc i could do something more powerful if that's what was important to me right um in this case simplicity and usability is a little bit more important And that's something that always gets strange with brand loyalty is you end up not necessarily always making the best financial decisions um, or not necessarily emphasizing uh, performance.
0: Right. Well, I guess that that's a con, right? That we could just classify that as a con is that it can be expensive.
1: It definitely can be expensive. I mean, when you think about um, if you were going to just you loved rf mount stuff they mm-hmm. just released that new 70 to 200 f4 that looks like it's going to be like 15 16 hundred dollars oh boy
0: i've heard two things on that we'll have to get to the bottom of it i don't know what canon rumors is saying right now but what i heard originally was 12 to 13 and now it looks like it's 16 mm-hmm. and like that i mean which is expensive i mean granted like it's the smallest 7,200 ever. I mean, it's an F4 and mm-hmm. it's even smaller than the, It looks like it's the same size as the 24 to 105, mm-hmm. which is, that's, it's so tiny. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if I can get Canon rumors up here to see if we can kind of get a, since people who are watching this probably care or listening to it. <laughs> um, it says it's been officially announced. And, um, wow, they've actually posted a lot of stuff today. So to let's pre-order it for, yeah, 1599 So it's $1,600. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which wow. is the
1: same price as the, uh, uh, which is the same price as I think Panasonic's when it was released. I think you can get it for less now.
0: Oh, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess that's just kind of the direction seventy two hundred F4s are going. Right. I I mean,
0: like it's a, um, it's almost as much of a pro tool as a 2.8 now, you know, with, Mm -hmm. um, like 2.8 is becoming more of an aesthetic decision than a practical one because ISO has gotten so, Mm -hmm.
1: um, well, yeah. And you also get the benefit, you get the benefit of it being smaller Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, that i guess that depends on who you are whether that really matters but the benefit of mm. it being smaller and cheaper that's going right. to get people but i also feel like it's not going to hold its value like the 2.8 is people that buy the 2.8 are just they're going to hold on to it i exactly. think exactly
0: yeah there'll just be more of these out there even though they're mm. very expensive they're less expensive than the 2.8 so indeed um but anyway to kind of just you know bring it back around camera brand loyalty really is in some ways, the fanboyism is in some ways, um, the most interesting and, and somewhat toxic, mm-hmm. um, something that's, you know, different about camera brand loyalty versus other types of brands is that like, for instance, with outdoor gear, um, like, I mean, obviously I'm a huge fan of Arcteryx. Like mm-hmm. if you've watched any of our videos or whatever, I have a lot of Arcteryx stuff, I've got a sticker on on the computer that you can see right now. So, mm-hmm. like, obviously, I like Arc'teryx, but the thing is, is that like, you know, I can't, just I don't just decide on Arc'teryx as my outdoor clothing brand. You know, mm-hmm. I can own an Arc'teryx jacket and you know a Black Diamond pair of pants and mm-hmm. a Patagonia base layer and you know all of the stuff, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and um, and they all still will work together. Now, there's advantages right, to like, you know, the way that it's designed, Arcteric stuff tends to play well with, you know, other pieces in Arcterics. Like they mm-hmm. they design little, you know, ecosystems and whatever, but you don't have to, right? Mm-hmm. With camera brands, you, you kind of have to, you know, pick your pony. Mm-hmm. So like right now, like, you know, I'm shooting Canon. I, I feel pretty settled in Canon right now. Um, I'm happy with where the, the RF mount is. I'm happy with the lenses and the R five generally keeps up with all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you know, it's, you know, you, I can't just like, Oh, I'll buy Canon this Nikon this, you know, it's, it's, you can't, you really, you can't afford to do that unless you're Mm -hmm. a full production house or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that uh, that exact point of like to have the autofocus or even the lenses mount, I mean, when we're moving back that direction, there was a while where you could get away with at least manual focusing most lenses on Sony or whatever. Right, right. And that's starting to evaporate as all all the camera companies are moving to mirrorless mounts. Right. But even before that, you would lose a lot of value. I mean, the autofocus system on your camera, you paid money for, you couldn't use on this lens, you also paid a lot of money for. (laughs) Uh, And because of that, I think that it's, it kind of lands you in a strange place of needing to be a little loyal to a brand. Right. Needing to kind of prepare yourself to spend that extra money in order to have something that plays well with your system. And that, I think that leads to just people, they need to be passionate sometimes.
0: Right, and well, and you want to have made the right decision because the truth is, as someone who's used, you know, most of the big camera brands, like I have a significant experience with um, Sony, Canon, Nikon, Panasonic, you know, mm-hmm. I've used them all in some form or another. And here's what I can tell you. None of them, none, not one's best. Mm -hmm. and like people can argue with me they can say like well you know sony's the best hybrid camera and canon you know and you know it's true but none of them is like the best brand i i i really can say that Mm -hmm. so if you pick you know like let's say one that's not super popular right now the the full frame panasonic Mm -hmm. like there are things that are wrong with it there's things that are amazing about it and Mm -hmm. like you're not gonna go you're not choosing wrong or right when you when you pick it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And with Panasonic, I used it for a while. The hard thing is is I think something that can make people really passionate is is there's that one feature that they really need that a camera company is really good at. Mm -hmm. For a while it was video autofocus and you saw people hemorrhaging to the eosr for a while because it had the, the flip screen and the video autofocus and everything else but it was lacking in other areas right and people would get very angry about that i mean i remember being confused why peter mckinnon was not buying an a7iii i mean it had good video autofocus too and i think that that switching to the camera company that has that one feature you need can really you know it can get you defensive of the whole thing like defensive of 1080, defensive of right. whatever other features that camera has.
0: Exactly. Suddenly 4K doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: 1080
0: is, and you know, the truth is, is that that's not true. 4K definitely has its place. Mm-hmm. 1080 has its place, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. um, but suddenly just being like, well, you don't need 4K or you don't mm-hmm. need this or that or you know,
1: Mm -hmm. people start making decisions, not just for what they need, but also what other people need to Right, just to feel because it is so much money and it is also your creative output. It's that combination. So if I bought a Canon camera and I made the decision that 1080 was good enough for me, then I'm going to feel like, well, it should be good enough for you too. You know, Or if I have learned over the years how to do manual focus really, really well, and that works really well for me, so I get to use, you know, I get that advantage of being able to use any lens on or any uh, vintage or DSLR lens or whatever Mm -hmm. on on whatever cameras I want. um, I'm going to start feeling like, well, other people should just like autofocus is dumb. You should optimize for image quality. And I think most of the time people do make the decisions for what they need. I think sometimes people get swept up in marketing schemes and Mm -hmm. and trends. I think that particularly 4K struggles with that. It's not that it's not important. It just gets a little Mm overemphasized for a lot of people as a way to justify what they're doing, make their work better in their heads than it really does in actuality. That being said, I think that depending on your project, 4K is absolutely more important than autofocus, but you, like you said earlier, you can't have different systems for different projects. Most of the time, you have to sort of pick what's the most important thing to me. And then you will be using tools out of their comfort zone eventually. Right. Uh, and that just leads to just, you have to, I think people feel the need to justify.
0: Right. They feel the need to justify. And like, I, I feel like, I don't know, the human brain seems to want to the tribalism or whatever, mm-hmm is just something that I feel like you have to actually um, purposefully resist mm-hmm. because like no camera brand is worth actually looking down on another person. Mm-hmm. No brand in particular is worth looking down on another um, person, right? Mm-hmm. Like who chose that thing Like, you know, there may be reasons that they did or, or whatever, Um like people just get so upset when you know.
1: I get particularly upset if somebody says like, "Oh, I'm like I did that video on the S1. I used to use Panasonic full frame for people listening to this. Right. Uh, and this year I made the decision to kind of switch out of that because the, the exact set of specs weren't quite matching up. And I don't want to throw anybody super under the bus. You can go read comments. It's not that they don't have a point. It's just they're like if you. Like if you bought this camera thinking it would have good autofocus, you're silly. Or if you, you know, just different things are kind of getting a little ugly in the comments about the camera that they obviously chose. Mm. And that's definitely where I think brand loyalty can run into issues because, you know, that video was called why I love and hate the S1. I loved that camera in a lot of ways Mm. and I don't love it in a lot of ways. It's, I could still be using it if I wanted to.
0: You right, know. of course. Yeah. If I
1: wanted to be using that camera. I could have just kept it, and I mean, generally speaking, the videos would be okay. I, I think that it would have been a struggle. There would have been more shots out of focus than there are right now. Right, right. Um, and that's why I made that decision. But I could totally see a world where it was, or a set of projects where I'm like, yeah, I need to keep this
0: because
1: mm. um, it has really nice features, and the camera companies and the clothing companies and everything else, they're always looking for little things, anything from looks to features to whatever, to make people want to stick with them, to make people want to buy them, obviously. Or switch to them, right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Right,
0: and then that makes a lot of sense. So, like, I guess, um, what would you say is, like, a reason like if we kind of move away from, from cameras for a second, because like there's a lot of reasons to go to a particular camera brand or whatever. And like Mm -hmm. we already covered if once you kind of pick your camera brand, like you need to, you know, use that camera brand. You can't use more than one unless you're using two ecosystems at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but like if you're outside of it, like if you're like with like, like computers and, and Apple and stuff, and then like there are outdoor equipment and stuff, or cars, or, like, all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Like, what would you say would be a reason that, that for you, that you would just automatically choose a brand the next go-around?
1: I think part of it is is a lot of brands have nice things in them, like Apple, with, um, like, messages moving between my, my phone and my laptop. Right. And... And then being able to move information from this laptop over to the other, to the new laptop really easily. Right. That's a great example of a reason to be really loyal to a brand. And I feel like a lot of brands build that into their systems. I mean, that's what lens lineups are. And that's what mm-hmm. um, a lot of these specific features to Apple are. Is it's like, well, to leave, I have to. Even to own one computer that's not Apple, I have to deal with a lot of drama. A
0: lot of drama. Um, yeah.
1: And switching would would be drama. So I think in a lot of ways it's smoother most of the time. If you upgrade from if you upgraded from a five D Mark IV and waited all that time to get a R five, you could buy the R five with an adapter and you're just kind of rolling. Right. Um, now with cars, I think it gets really interesting because you usually get a totally different model, so like you don't really have attachments and stuff that would carry over necessarily mm-hmm. like everything's mm-hmm. new and but i feel like car brands are if there's one area where people are more passionate than camera equipment it's cars yes people get so intense about this car being reliable that car being reliable um particularly reliability but then also just like they like the way that they well, look or feel or right whatever.
0: and Oh, I mean, a huge area of this that that kind of intersects with our, you know, the outdoor community is like off-road, overlanding stuff, mm-hmm. and like you look at you, have, there are Jeep people and there are Toyota people, and pretty soon there's going to be Ford people. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the Ford Bronco. Thanks to the Bronco, which, yeah. Um, but like you know, there are Jeep people and there are Toyota people, and um, and somebody's going to get on there and comment that a Power Wagon is actually the the. <laughs> The best, Maybe. but, um, well, and then, you know, you have the Ford Raptor or whatever, but mm-hmm. generally speaking, you know, broadly speaking, if you look at off-road overlanding mm-hmm. brands, it's, it's Jeep and Toyota. Mm-hmm. And like, there are exempt, again, there's examples, you know, there's pros and cons to both, but you know, there's a lot of people who, um, really look down on, on the other one and just be like, you know, why would you like, for instance, you know, um, Jeeps, there's a, a maybe another level of capability off-road to mm-hmm. a, like a Jeep Wrangler, right? Mm-hmm. The, um, the disconnecting sway bar and like not to get too into the weeds, but there's some things that Jeeps have mm-hmm. and Gladiators that have that are like, you know, kind of next level. And then, you know, but you compare that to a Toyota 4Runner who can do probably 90% or more Mm -hmm. of what a Jeep Wrangler can do, but it's a lot nicer on road, Mm -hmm. you know, as a daily driver car, you know, generally speaking, a Toyota 4Runner is going to be nicer on road Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and they, you know, you can argue about the reliability thing. Generally speaking, I think Toyotas are considered a little more reliable Mm long-term
1: Of course, that's model to, that's actual copy of car to copy of car. Right. Otherwise, you're just playing odds, which is not a bad thing to play odds. Right,
0: right. Yeah. So, but anyway, but like, man, the arguments, the, the, all of that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of funny, but with a car, you can switch between Mm -hmm. a little, I mean, you can't like, you know, some people, I guess, own more than one. Mm-hmm. um but like you know i have a toyota forerunner right now and i plan on using it for you know a long time mm-hmm. but you know what, you know am i gonna just automatically get a toyota next time you know i, I don't know the jury's out on that mm-hmm.
1: well there's so much time between car purchases for right. a lot of people I mean, you're talking at least three to five years for most car situations yeah um and I guess that that's kind of the the part that will keep you in a brand for a while. But I think once again, it's reputation on the line a little bit with these huge purchases. Uh, I think why you don't see as much aggressiveness in clothing brands. Um, you see people that love Arteryx or love Patagonia, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't necessarily see somebody else in the mountains wearing a different brand and think to themselves, "Oh wow, they're just idiots," right? Because they're wearing that other brand. I think it's the amount of money within these dif- within computers, cars, right. cameras, um, mm-hmm. the three C's, I guess. Yeah, computers, um, cars, cameras. Uh, that you really get that next level of passion because you deep down inside you're wondering to yourself quite often, if you're a gearhead, I guess, mm-hmm. about whether or not it would have been better to shoot with that other. Camera brand, and there's right. I think there's also a little bit of curiosity you're trying to keep down about you know what what would a Jeep be like to drive or yeah or what no would no a, joke what would a Nikon look like if I used it in this situation mm-hmm. and you have to kind of either keep that down or you embrace it and start doing a lot of exploring which is also expensive <laughs> yeah yeah
0: oh yeah no it, it's it's not that can, that can, you know, you're like, I can't switch to a Jeep right now. Like that's just not, that's not financially possible. So like if I, if I, you know, if I started being like, oh man, I wish I had a Jeep, like it would just, it would be hard. Mm -hmm. It would be just, you know, mentally taxing because there's nothing I can do about it.
1: Mm -hmm. It would be years before you could. Right. And so there's just no
0: reason. So like if I did start doing that, then, you know, I guess I could see falling into that trap of just being like, well, no, forerunners are the best. Mm-hmm. Period, like they are, deal with it. And mm-hmm. I don't think that that's that's actually true when you're when you're zooming out. And I don't think Jeeps are actually better either. And I'm not thinking about switching to a Jeep to so you, <laughs> anybody out here who's a you know Toyota fanboy. Oh, you betcha. um oh. But you know, like I think also it's important to keep track of like for you personally. I I for any person personally, um kind of keep track of your why, why you are. Cause it, I don't think it's bad to be a fan of a brand, mm-hmm. but it's important to know why, right? Like, you know, like don't get so lost in it. Like for instance, a, a huge reason that I'm a, a fan of Arcteryx over time. And like, you know, now I've got a, a sticker on my my computer from it, Um, you know, and that's just something that, you know, I've, I've used their equipment a lot mm-hmm. and I'm very, Like, they just, they tend to be the most reliable. They fit well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just have never had a piece of Arcterics gear where I'm like, wow, I wish that it, you know, did this. Most of the time, I'm just like, wow, I'm amazed that it can do this, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, like, you know, and that's kind of my why. And then over time, that's made me be like, well, you know, actually, I really like, just like this brand, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, put the sticker, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, um, but I'm not, like you said, like, I'm not going to judge somebody for, you know, choosing another one. And there's other brands that are probably just as reliable and durable or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, or, you know, eco-friendly, you know, Mm -hmm. Arcteryx is definitely working on becoming more eco-friendly, but you know, so are most of the other ones, you Mm
1: know, right now, Patagonia, at least the way the feeling is, is maybe they're the most.
0: Yeah, they definitely sell it the most, right? That that mm-hmm. that that's what they're doing. Um but, you know, a lot of, you know, like um like I don't know. I you know, I'm not going to, you know, try to drop knowledge on other brands I don't know, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that would be another reason is like is there is there a uh, is there a moral reason for choosing one or the other? And you know, if you are expanding out to like, you know, not just outdoor stuff, like you know, um, shopping at a, at a, at old Navy, you know, a -hmm. fast fashion place.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like think about
0: you need to be thinking about the kind of some of the morals there with that. Like, you know, are the people making these clothes, making a fair wage? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff is really, um, that that's important. And so Mm -hmm. if you find a brand that, that does pay their employees a fair wage, then, you know, That's, that's a, that's a reason to be loyalty Mm. to me that, that they've kind of earned your loyalty. And, you know, that's another thing is I think make a brand earn your loyalty. Don't just Mm -hmm. give it to them willy nilly, make them earn it somehow. You know, Mm.
1: I think it can be hard sometimes there's like an inexplicable draw to a brand sometimes, Mm. um, using the Jeep analogy, uh, I don't know all the reasons why I just have a draw to that brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really had to look at, you know, well, if, you know, maybe a Wrangler would be fine, but I'm not looking at that car. And I had to sort of walk through the the process of talking myself out of getting that kind of car because I just liked it more, mm. even though on paper, it wasn't a logical decision for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes you have to watch yourself with that, and then sometimes you can just give in if you really like something about a brand. I mean, all that extra stuff looks and the you know, as- everything else—the brand the aesthetic.
0: aesthetic, right? And mm-hmm. like, how many people use Apple products because of brand aesthetic mm-hmm. and
1: it's just simplicity? And I think that the the biggest nice thing about brand loyalty it's kind of the the two-edged sword of brand loyalty as it simplifies decision making like mm-hmm. oh, if i'm gonna get a desktop i'm just gonna figure out which imac fits me or if i mm-hmm. can afford a mac pro i'll get one of those you know it's like that's the path right but if i'm loyal to windows then it it has a whole different set of pros and cons and that's definitely the the pro and then The con side of that is, is you're stuck. You, you, you're not mentally processing what windows can do for you Mm. anymore. You're just processing what Apple can do for you. And Mm. that's the, the double-edged sword of, I think, paying attention to what other brands are doing and thinking about how they might assist you to help you do whatever it is you're, you're wanting to do. Like if Panasonic put great autofocus on one of their cameras, I would be very interested. Um I would just be immediately pretty interested cuz I like a lot of stuff
0: Panasonic does. So is there a um uh is there a particular area of equipment or whatever that that you're in that you that you're very consciously not you're brand agnostic so to speak. Like you consciously don't get loyal to a brand, you are always kind of trying out a different brand. Mm. Um is there, is, there, is, there, is there an area of your life that, that is that way?
1: I almost can't control being interested in different camera brands. Um, it's very easy for me to get locked into brands in other places, I feel like. Um, mm. In a lot of ways, like clothing, I just I like Lululemon or I like Black Diamond. It's just a very small selection that I like to pick from. And mm. I feel like I know what I'm getting. Um, I have it hasn't been even though I mentioned the Jeep thing earlier kind of I was interested and I like them I don't regret buying a Subaru mm-hmm. um, it mm-hmm. doesn't bother me doesn't keep me up at night but camera cameras specifically I find myself not consciously trying to stop myself from being brand loyal it's just I am not loyal to a brand
0: interesting, I,
1: interesting. I'm always interested in what the different c- companies are doing I'm interested in trying it out to a point that probably at least affects my wallet in an ineffective way. Um, and it's something that i almost feel like I'm pushing myself the opposite way to be more brand loyal mm, in order yeah. to lock in. And because you really with camera gear, cause it's an ecosystem that you can't mix and match very right. much. To Switching get, is a huge pain, is a huge pain and you lose money and, every, and everything else. But you also miss out on the, what would you say, the farthest reaches of a brand right. when you own all the lenses you want because you collected them over year over the years. You have right. a couple great camera bodies. Oh, yeah. That kind of thing, which is great from any camera company, like even if you're a videographer with two D850s, it's maybe not the best, but you have the lenses and the cameras you need. It's great. Right. Um, and you've invested in that. And I feel like from my perspective... I could actually serve for some more brand loyalty to to brands because it's just it's the second any brand announces anything, my brand just immediately goes to, oh, I'd be interested to see what that's like. Oh yeah, that's true. And so it yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm what what how would you answer that question?
0: Um well, it's a lot lower scale than uh, um than camera brands, but I am I cannot find my running shoe brand, Mm. my trail running shoe brand. I try everything Mm. and then I'll try it over again. And that is, that's an area where I just, I'm very like, it's not even a conscious thing. I'm just not loyal to like, you know, I, I try them all, um, Mm. over time. I mean, I'm not just like, you know, buying them every week, but Mm. you know, when, when, when my current pair of running shoes wears out, I'm going to like completely open my aperture and just look through all the running shoes Mm -hmm. rather than just be like, Oh, I might try these again. Or like, Oh, you know, that pair I used a while. It just seems like I just always, I start over from square one Mm -hmm. on, on finding a pair. Um, And that to me, that that's kind of, it's kind of funny Mm -hmm. that I, that I do that. Um, And you know, running shoes, like if you run as often as, as I like running, like, it, it's a big part of your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Well, they're kind of
1: fun, too, to be honest Right, with they you. are, yeah. Um, I am very loyal to, um, oh, what are they called? They're the Solomon uh, Speed, Speed Cross. Speed Cross, Speed Cross I yeah. I love those i just
0: buy the new one every time. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Once again, that's one that I'm like, oh, I like them, but. Well, you, you had some specific, <laughs> you felt like
1: that was a little narrow, I think, just to get a little more specific. Right. It's
0: a little but, narrow and the tread bore out a little quickly mm-hmm. and, and you know, like.
1: You like zero drop shoes too.
0: I have tried zero drop shoes. The, the Lone Peak, um, the Ultra Lone Peaks, those are, um. Yeah, I, I do kind of like mm-hmm. those. Um they uh they have their their issues though. Mm-hmm. You definitely um your calves will feel that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if you do the the zero drop shoes. And right now I'm in a pair of uh ultras. Mm-hmm. No excuse me, not ultras, um uh hokas, hokas. Um, um, which I just recently got into because um I'm still Semi recovering from my knee injury, and mm-hmm. they have a lot of, of cushion, and and I definitely uh, feel a significantly less knee pain in in a pair of Hoka's. Uh, the
1: I feel like since you have a wider aperture, the nice thing is is you know, like I don't, I've never heard of that brand. You've like never I've heard of Hoka with you. I've, yeah. I haven't done a lot of research. I've owned four pairs of Speed Crosses, <laughs> and I just go to the local. Shop and just buy another pair and I it's it's almost laziness loyalty because it's like I know this works. I right. run thousands of miles, possibly. I don't right. know a lot of miles and hiked a lot of miles in those in that brand, but it doesn't go across I don't really use anything else that's Solomon. I have that one Solomon bag that I don't really use anymore. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of funny how it's definitely centered around those shoes. I mean, I guess I'd be interested in buying some Solomon skis if I was going to buy new skis. Right. But it's interesting how you will get zeroed in on such specific areas of being loyal and unloyal. Right. Um, Yeah. And curious. And I think there are pros and cons because you know more about running shoes because of it. Right. You know, you, you can watch all the videos and stuff, but you probably aren't going to do that if you aren't interested in purchasing different types Right. And you won't know for sure. I think that's always there's always an op- opportunity cost of being loyal to something that you're missing out. Right. Um. You're you're missing out on something else. Like if you're shooting with, I don't know, Sony, you're missing out on Blackmagic completely. Right. And <laughs> but you, you know, almost
0: have to be by default by in that particular situation you almost have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: yeah, you just it's just you never know what you're missing out on
0: right, I think it's just important like as 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 you as a person juggle your your brand loyalties and disloyalties, I think that what's important is is that you uh, keep the judgment in check mm-hmm. um, and that that's a conscious thing like you know you know not to not to get too you know broad with it, but like we have as you know every person has enough reasons to disagree and, tribalize against other people. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, uh, camera brand, computer brand, car brand, that's not a good enough reason to, to, to do that, to look down on anybody for using anything. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, as, as you, I just really feel that as you navigate, um, your, your brand loyalties and disloyalties that you, you are not, um, you don't look down on anybody and, and mm-hmm. you try to stay, you try to stay out of the tribe, I guess, mm-hmm. like be loyal, but, but stay out of the tribe mm-hmm. so that you're not, you know, just, you know, you're mindlessly, mindlessly throwing mud like that Sony offer rumors article. Like, so you're not just blindly throwing mud, just to throw mud's sake. Mm-hmm. Like his only reason for doing that was so that he could type out the headline. Sony grows by blah, blah, blah percent. And Canon declines by blah, blah, blah. It was percent like, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then why are you so threatened by Canon in the first place? There's no reason to be threatened, um, you know, by other, Mm. by other brands.
1: I wonder if deep down inside there's this feeling of takeover, like this fear of being taken over a little bit.
0: There's, I think there's that. I think Um, there's that, um, which photographers for whatever reason, or people just in technology, that seems to be a constant Thing mm-hmm. um, is, this fear of takeover. Like you know, the the iPhone 12 just got announced, and everyone is terrified that it's going to make cameras obsolete. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's not. Like mm-hmm. you know, there will be people who don't need cameras because of the iPhone 12, right? But or those are
1: probably the same people that didn't need a camera because of the iPhone 11. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's there's a huge gap there, but. No, I agree with that, and i I think that it's uh. I think it's important to sometimes review your own activities, like review your purchasing habits or your YouTube habits or whatever. Because mm. I do think that YouTube, as much as I obviously like YouTube, um,
0: what's up YouTube? What's up, <laughs> what's up YouTube? <laughs> I think
1: YouTube has a tendency to. Um, to extremify both people's tendency to switch around and, and be brand disloyal in this sense. Oh, it does. Yeah. Um, And it also has a tendency to motivate more brand loyalty. I mean, if you, if you made the decision to shoot Canon and then you saw a bunch of people also were shooting Canon, you're going to watch those videos. Why I switched to Canon. Like you watch videos of other people that made the same decision you made. Right. as well as different decisions.
0: Or you watch a video of a different decision and then you write in the comments about how big of an idiot they are. Indeed. <laughs> um, and, I, and I think that the
1: the problem there is, is is hearing somebody else's decision-making process, it's useful. It is useful. It's useful because I think you can be like, well, they're doing the similar thing that I'm doing and they've observed a problem I've personally observed. And... Um, And they made this decision to solve that problem. One thing I've noticed with switching around that you will notice, though, is it's like um, when you switch to one system to solve one problem, you tend to cause a different problem. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that's making me want to slow down with particularly the camera switching is there really is this weird sort of... um, puzzle of certain camera companies filling in gaps and other camera companies Mm -hmm. because they're trying to make themselves make sense. Right. But you, you know, if you switch to Panasonic to solve your 10 bit 4k issues, right. Then you're causing an autofocus issue. Right. And you have to decide if, if which problems, a bigger problem for you. Right. Right. For me, hard part
0: for me, when I've done my switching, like it was I started out shooting Canon. I was like, you know, I shot Cannon for years. Mm-hmm. and then Canon, i I kind of hit that ledge where Canon was not keeping up. Mm-hmm. And I kind of fell off that ledge. and then I entered into kind of a wilderness of trying to find my my place. Mm-hmm. and um, and then finally, Canon caught up, and I kind of, um somewhat relieved. Switched back to Canon because mm-hmm. um, I just I never felt fully at home in in Sony, Nikon, um, or Panasonic. Even though I mm-hmm. I used them all, I used Sony and Nikon both kind of at the same time for a minute because I was you know talking about complexity, but that mm-hmm. that was a very kind of complex situation and. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm really kind of glad to be back because I kind of think in Canon, I, I, I don't know if, if that makes sense to, um, but because I learned and learned with Canon, like the way that Canon's menus work, the way that just their whole dynamic, the way their cameras, their bodies work, I actually would like set up my Sony's to be more like Canon, you know, mm-hmm. move the aperture to the back and, and all that stuff. And, um, I think, I think for me, I'm, I'm less, I was less like you and I was feature hunting and I was more like, well, I want some of these new capabilities that cameras have Mm -hmm. because for a minute there, like it really was a, a cliff, you know, Mm -hmm. of what Sony's were capable of doing. And like, you know, look, look at what the a7R III was able of doing versus the 5D Mark IV, which is kind of where I ended with Canon. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, like it was a huge difference. It was higher megapixel, faster frame rate, faster autofocus, all of this stuff, better Mm -hmm. ISO, better, better dynamic range, better video, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it was
1: things about the video that was nicer.
0: Right. So it was like, you know, a huge thing. And I, I knew that that was something that I wanted slash needed for what I was, you know, trying to accomplish. Um, but you know, I never really was content in, in Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's how, you know, that I actually am loyal to Canon is that as soon as it kind of had those features, I'm like, oh yes, I'm, and I just, am, am more at home, um, with Canon, but I mean, and that huge part of that probably was, is that I did, um, I used Canon for, from 2008 until, uh, 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. 2017. So that's a long time. That's nine years, mm-hmm. um, of using Canon. Um, so, and then, you know, after 2017, then I was kind of in that wilderness, right. Of, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, is Sony the best? Is Nikon the best? Is, is, Mm -hmm. you know, um, is Panasonic the best? Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, the truth is none of them are the best. I just think that Canon works the best for me. So Mm -hmm. anyway, well, we should probably, unless you had any final
1: thoughts, I guess I, if I had one final sort of piece of something for you to maybe try is instead of being focused on what other people are doing with their equipment, spend some time thinking about what you're doing mm. and what makes you happy, comfortable, more efficient, um, and what matters to you, and and look at what other people are doing through that lens because it's going to allow you, I think, in the end, to make. Better decisions that you're more happy with Uh as opposed to basically sometimes letting other people make your make up your mind for you Uh Um, and, you know, take in their information. I'm not saying don't take in information. Information's great to help you make better decisions. But be focused on what's bothering you or what makes you happy in your own work,
0: right? Rather than what other people are saying. Rather than what other people yeah. are saying. And what mm-hmm.
1: what what running shoes are comfortable for you? What uh, what outdoors brands you like the look of the best? I mean, these right. are all things that that do matter, I and mean, you have to measure that for yourself. So it's it is useful and it isn't useful. But I think that just being like, okay, well, I love Nikon. I've shot it for twenty five years.
0: Why? that's valid that's yeah. valid like someone might be like oh well then you don't know about sony but to me that's valid to say mm-hmm. like well i'm just i've used nikon for 25 years mm-hmm. i'm happy yeah and you i
1: know? have by that point you've so much gear you're gonna lose so much like eventually you just get right. so invested so invested yeah. you 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 know it's gonna be you need a lot more convincing right um so i guess it's just paying attention Right. But yeah, we can uh, move on unless you have so anything to add.
0: So, we did have a question. It's actually on our camera comparison video where we compared the um, A7R3, A7R4, and the Z7. And mm. I did that video with uh, Brandon. And, um, we had a comment asking, uh, to compare the a nine with those three. So, mm-hmm. and then now that I've spoiled and, and said that I'm a cannon shooter, maybe this person will just completely throw out my opinion, but I actually mm-hmm. did use the a nine for a little minute. Um, it was the a nine II actually. So, um, and to kind of compare it with those other ones, um, I loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's expensive. It, the the price difference between them, you know, it's $1,000 more than the A7R4. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, that's $1,000. It's, you know, um, yeah. it, uh, um, you know, for are you getting 1000 more value out of some of those? You know, maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But I loved the color um, with it. I felt that the, it has kind of a, a special sauce with the color that the A7R4 didn't have. Mm-hmm and people argue about the color or whatever, but like I took pictures at the same time as the a7r4 while I was trying it out. And, um, and I, the color was better. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I shoot a lot of panoramas, so I didn't miss the resolution as much as other people might Mm -hmm. because, you know, I still had like, you know, I was still editing, um, effectively 80, 90 megapixel files. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the autofocus was way better than any of those other three, like way better. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the general responsiveness of the camera was way better than the R four, R three, and and Z seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Z seven is maybe the closest. the The R three and R four both struggle on the responsiveness train. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, like you know, the I I can't imagine. Um, someone getting an a 92 and being like, oh man, I'm so disappointed. Um, cause it's just so capable. The mm-hmm. autofocus is so capable. The files look great. They're lower resolution. So if you're not shooting panoramas, maybe you would miss it more. But I also feel like the autofocus is so good. Your shots might be actually sharper cause it's just not going to miss. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that that's kind of my my thoughts. You've
1: on, uh, you've talked about in the past feeling like the autofocus on Sony has issues with being maybe a little bit more erratic.
0: I've had that issue. Like you know, I don't I don't want to just start getting too raggy on it. But you know, every Sony I've used has been a little more erratic than um, than mm-hmm. Canon and Nikon. And just the question
1: degree. is: is does the A nine two dramatically it's improve t- that?
0: It it improves it. Um, I still would just randomly, there'd be a like a, a panorama frame that would mm. be just out of focus. And I still, I never fully figured out what with Sony would cause mm-hmm. that because, you know, I shoot panoramas with Canon now and I don't like, you know, I even though I'm auto-focusing, I don't just randomly have shots that are out of focus. Mm-hmm. But with Sony, there would be like every seven to 10 shots, sometimes more depending, the R4 mm. and R3 probably a little bit more.
1: And I think that's a great example of something that would maybe break your loyalty to something that would be a right. minor inconvenience to, to somebody, somebody else. It just doesn't matter. And does should right. they should never switch because of that issue. Right. Um, Cause it's probably something with the algorithm of just, they're not thinking people are going to be using it that way. Or
0: yeah. I mean like, yeah, I'm not, um, I still don't know why that would happen and why it does not happen. Like with Canon, I shoot, um, you know, the frames of a panorama when I'm merging them in Lightroom, I don't really check because it's so rare that one of them's out of focus. Mm-hmm. And with Nikon, it was the same way. Now, Nikon's slower, right? It's slower focusing than Sony. Um, and the tracking is, is 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 not as capable or whatever. But for what I was doing, it was more reliable. Like, I just mm-hmm. never had that issue. And, you know, maybe someone can tell me what I was doing wrong with it. Um, I mean, I shot so many you know, ones with it and mm-hmm. it just would pop up, And you know, I, so I always went through and zoomed in and made sure everyone was in focus so that I would, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I could have manual focused, um, the way that, that I shoot tens manual focus, you know, and that's what I would often do. Like if it were a situation where I'm like, you know, it's do or die, I would just manual focus and then, and then shoot that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and maybe that's what I should have done all the time. So, you know, whatever that's not really the point, but the, the, uh, that can kind of feedback in, but yes, the a nine would occasionally even do that. Mm-hmm. Um, where just, you know, I'd shoot a panorama and there'd just be a frame that's just not in focus. Mm-hmm. Who knows why? Um, so, um, but yes, I w- answered that question. Um, hopefully satisfactorily, um, that I think it's, you know, it's really good. Would um, you buy it
1: over if you had to have an R four and a nine to to shoot landscape? A92. A92. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I would do that because A, the panoramas are big drama on R4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's huge. Um, and there's definitely law of diminishing returns there. I liked the color that I got out of the A92 a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I felt like the 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 files just popped a little more. I, I it's it's hard to describe mm-hmm. um exactly. But I felt like they just there was a pop with them with the color. All right. So like if I had to choose right now between an R4 and an A92, I would choose the A92. I mean, if they were the same price, I think because the R4 is less expensive, it gets a lot harder to justify that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know that the A92 is a $1,000 better than the R4. It's better than the R4. hmm but it's, is it a $1,000 bet in the R4 with what you get with the R4 where you have 61 megapixel single mm. files? Like, you know. Yeah, and
1: I guess if maybe, let's say you're not shooting panoramas, let's say you're someone that only wants to shoot single shots.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Well, but even then, you know, even then, mm-hmm. I don't know. I still might, be, might pick the, because you can go a long ways with 24 megapixels, more further than people say, mm-hmm. further than people say. So,
1: especially with really sharp lenses.
0: Especially with really sharp lenses, All yeah. All right,
1: so I think we're going to maybe move on to the pick of the week, and you have a piece of equipment here.
0: Right, yeah. This is the... So we've been talking so much about gear this episode, which we probably will most episodes, but um, but this kind of goes back to um, another video on our channel, which I did the the 85 comparison video, mm. and I talked about how, like you know, I've wound up using an 85 instead of a 7200. Mm-hmm. But like I just have been, ever since I've been back with Canon, I've been shooting 7200 again. So I hadn't for several years. And I just, am, I'm kind of back in love with this lens. It's such a great focal range. And it's so versatile. Mm-hmm. And so um, this is the, the 7200 2.8 by um, Canon RF. And funnily enough, I kind of have uh, customized it here because I found out that the 50 um, one the 51 two. Two lens hood fits on here just like it was made for it. And it looks more like the old school Canon 7200 to me. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of like that, that look. So, um, Oh, you betcha. But, um, uh, I just was really enjoying this lens shooting at the, at the maroon bells and, um, it's so sharp. The autofocus is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh the the stabilization is crazy good Mm. like you know i went handheld i was shooting on a tripod for quite a while but i went handheld and i was shooting um 30th of a second at at uh at between 70 and 100 30th of a second and not even thinking about it it was just nailing it Mm -hmm. you know um stabilization wise so um I just really enjoyed it. I kinda wanted it to be my my pick because I'm just like, oh man, I'm I'm really glad to kinda um be back with the seventy two hundred because it, you know, and you can go watch that that eighty-five millimeter for landscapes video because I, I think people might find it interesting because there's definitely something about eighty-five millimeter that mm-hmm. is, you know, an eighty-five millimeter lens um that can be magical, particularly that that G Master. I just really mm-hmm. like that lens. And like and you know, if if there's one thing from Sony like the it's kind of the image quality um this shot behind us here with the maroon bells is uh was with the 85G master so mm-hmm. i really liked it but i think i'm just glad to be back with 7200 so versatile and honestly this 7200 is is as sharp as that 85G master mm-hmm. it just it just it feels as sharp, so and it
1: takes up a not too dissimilar amount of room in your bag.
0: Honestly, yeah, very similar size. So that's what the the RF system with the smaller lenses, more versatile mm-hmm. lenses, is uh, a lot of fun. Indeed. So. All right. Well, so we're going to wrap up for today. Um, yeah. So. Um, if you enjoyed this, um, then, uh, please uh, give us a sub- like and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Um, you should probably go watch some of the videos on our channel where we use all of this gear that we're talking about, you Indeed, know, yeah. um, just see how much I like Arteryx. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, and, um, we're going to have two, no, three vlogs coming up, uh, adventure vlogs uh, coming up
1: three or four.
0: Is it three or four? We've got the, just a kind of sneak preview. If you mm, made okay. it all the way to this, you might as well get a sneak preview because mm, we've yes. got the Blue um, Lake. Uh, yes, yeah, the Blue Lake in the Indian Peaks, not the Blue Lakes and the San Juans, which is super confusing.
1: Uh, Wind River. Wind River. Uray 7 and the Marin Bells one. Wow! Shot. So we have four coming.
0: So we got four coming up and they should actually be coming boom, boom, boom in the next few weeks.
1: Yeah. Pretty, pretty quick.
0: Um, so, uh, we look forward to kind of sharing those with people. Um, Indeed, yeah. so they were, uh, the, um, the, the wind river range one, that one's going to be interesting with all the smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get to explore it as much as maybe, um, I would have liked, but
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Just kind of the most, uh, interesting and, and, uh, and weird
1: yeah for sure it was a very interesting trip all right
0: all right well um that will do it for today so uh thanks so much for watching listening however yeah. you consume this comment content <laughs> <laughs> all right. right oh and one more thing um if you leave a comment we'll be happy to answer any questions yeah for sure so yeah
1: all right thanks, thanks for watching
0: lot. yeah Bye. bye